Welcome to the Worst Week Yet, the least informed podcast on the left. It's a podcast where every week we get the gang back together for one last job to steal the newly minted $1 trillion coin. I'm your host, Andrew Hillary, and I'm joined once again by my longtime friend, most times co-host, Dee Dee Rose. Deanna, what's up? Nothing. <laughs> Truly nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Okay. What's up with you? Um, I'm having, uh, well, I've been in the quicksand for a few days, not doing too great in the mental health department, you know, falling apart. Uh, I'm like a, I'm like a, I'm like a mirror that's been shattered. Um, and then you glue it back together and then you're like, you know, it'd be sick. Let's shatter this motherfucker even further. I'm just splinters at this point. Shards. <laughs> shards. Shards <laughs> is the word I think. I shards my pants. Anyways, it's no, not just ew. me. <laughs> It's not just us, but our guest immediately regrets being here based on her face. You may know her from her recent triumphant return to Twitter. Please welcome Abby for the people. Abby, hello. Hello. What's happening to you this week? Are you having the worst week yet? I'm not, but I feel like I should say I am because otherwise I will feel bad. Oh, no. We are about honesty and accountability on this podcast. Yeah, I don't want to have to do a notes app apology for your stolen valor about having a bad week because I'm actually having a terrible week, which I decided to summarize by saying nothing in response to what's going on. My car is dying. Uh, my, you know, my life's my back hurts. It's fucked up being in your 30s. You know, my back just hurts. I don't like it. I don't like it. My back almost never hurts, but that's because I'm like disassociated from my body so severely that I have no idea if I'm in any physical discomfort at any point in time. Abby, how's your back? <laughs> We're asking you know, the for a while, my back was hurting here. every day. It was really pathetic. I was like with a heating pad. I was like, I'm 33. Like, it's all downhill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I keep seeing people post on Twitter like... <laughs> Man, 25 is worse than 23. And I'm like, dog, you have no fucking idea. <laughs> Just you wait. If you think 25 is bad, get to 32. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy having one beer and being like, I need to go to bed. Enjoy having no drinks and waking up with a hangover anyways. Exactly, yes. <laughs> it's fucked up. It's fucked up. So, uh, listeners, as you can hear, we are at Deanna's house. Emma's on the on the ones and twos. Emma's producing this podcast. She's... Currently very upset that she's not allowed to have any chocolate. And uh, it'll kill you, dog. Chill out. Oh, Emma's suicidal just like us. Just like <laughs> us. Yeah. Recently, I said that I like wanted to get more active. And then all that happened was like my suicidal ideation went from passive to active. <laughs> and that wasn't really what I meant. Is, uh, it's is, not what I had in mind. Is active ideation good cardio? Like what's going <laughs> I don't know. It's exercising something. Increased heart rate. Have you ever cried so hard that your abs felt sore afterwards? Yes. <laughs> I kind of knew that answer Imme already. Immediately, yes. Why would you ask me that? I've cried so hard that like, ooh, you want to talk about like having one beer and feeling hungover? You ever cried so hard you felt hungover? No, but I I believe you. So Oh, and then you wake up and your eyes feel like sand. Yeah, and your body is just like in pain from heaving sobs for hours. I, I have laughed that hard. I guess that's a very different direction to take this. But one time um, my friend got real drunk and we duct taped him inside of a shopping cart and then pushed him down a set of stairs. And I laughed so hard that I woke up the next day with a six pack, dude. It was crazy. With a six pack of beer? 
Was it left over <laughs> from getting drunk before? It was like a mini keg. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. All right, now we're mixing metaphors. Now we've lost the plot. So uh, we do have some news to talk about, unfortunately. Uh, but before we do that, I just want to take a quick moment and shout out the sponsors of the show. Abby, I don't know if you know this, but there are it almost... Two and a half dozen people that give us money every month for this show uh, over on Patreon.com slash Worst We Get. We're basically famous. I don't know how that works. We're like better than zero people. We're big time. We're big time. It is better than zero people. Um, And, you know, number goes up, number goes down. But the important part is, is that we. Our friends stick around. Our friends stick. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's all about friends. Go to Patreon.com slash Worst We Get and we will be friends. Just what you always didn't want. Yeah, we're doing. Uh, we're currently doing a bonus series where we're recapping and rewatch or watching The Power on Amazon. Um, we recorded the first episode and my power went out, so I think there's some kind of conspiratorial aspect to it. I don't know. Uh, I I haven't quite put the pieces together, but I did buy a bunch of string and some uh, some tacks. push pins. P- push pins, thank you. Mm-hmm. And so we are going to get to the bottom of that. Um, and you can join for as little as two fifty a month. But if you give ten dollars a month, you become an official sponsor of the pod, a Pizza the Hut level member, and that means we say your name. So. Big thank you to Chauncey Yonder, Zap Actions Downer, Andrea Humphrey, Goblin Mode, Optimus Crime, The Man in the West, Nan DeAngelis, Josh Troopin, Nick Adams, parentheses Alpha Male, AJ from Baltimore, Idnex, Dragula206, Brienne, and CIA Brainbugs. Thank you so much. Uh, Patreon.com slash Worst Weekend. Also, Brainbugs. Been posting some hot shit. You follow Brainbugs on Instagram? Instagram? Yeah. No, I CIA have like jo- post- so many jobs to go to. What are you talking about? CIA Brainbugs post music and they're, they're like playing all the instruments. I think every Friday. Um, it's a good follow. Everybody go follow CIA Brainbugs on Instagram and uh, yeah, check it out. Um, but hey, how, how about I got a proposition for the two of you? How would you like to talk about the news? <laughs> I would very much not like to talk about the news at all, but we're going to. And so instead of procrastinating, I think we should just get it over with. You know, now I feel bad because I was asking you knowing full well that we were going to talk about it anyways. But now that I'm like, I asked you and you're like, I don't want to do this for me to be like, well, we're going to do it. Remember the other day when you asked if I could drive to somewhere 40 minutes from my house after my 12 hour workday to pick you up. And I told you that I didn't want to do it, but I was going to do it. That's what friends are. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to begin this week uh, with a little bit of an update to a story from last week. Uh, Abby, have you been following the saga of the return of DiFi? <laughs> unfortunately i think that we're forced to (laughs) oh this is it's getting it's heating up now we talked about it last week where she came back to the senate she's all fucked up she doesn't know where the fuck she is uh but she don't talk about me like that (laughs) (laughs) well she still um she still seems to want to be here which is the that's what separates the two of you Mm, yeah (laughs) she is hanging on for dear life and like i just don't life's not that dear to me (laughs) 
Anyways. So this week, um, she hasn't really given like a full interview, obviously, but uh, some some reporter like tried to ask her a couple questions like while she was being transported from one room to the other. And the one thing that they asked was like, Diane, how does it feel to be back? And she's like, what are you talking about? I was never gone. <laughs> they were like... Wait, do you mean like you were you were working from home? And she's like, no, I was here the whole time. <laughs> this is like giving the same kind of vibes as when my nanny was in a nursing home. And um, she thought that the large machine that was providing oxygen to her body was her stove. And that it was... <laughs> 1957 and my uh, grandfather who had been deceased since 1965 was living. That's sad. Yeah. That's very sad. Yeah. So is Diane, so is Diane Feinstein. Okay. Look, I think that there are aspects to the Diane Feinstein story that are sad. It's clearly elder abuse. She clearly is not in any kind of state of health to where she should be forced to going to work. But the fact that she is, I can't, it's still funny enough. Like the story about your nanny, not funny. I guess the stove thing's a little funny, but the fact that Diane Feinstein's like, I, what the fuck do you mean? I never left. I was here the whole time. Maybe you were at home sick. Like, <laughs> it's incredible. Um, so, I mean, to be fair, she is like kind of a ghost that's just like haunting every room she's in. So maybe her spirit was there. Oh, a Senate apparition. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the Senate apparition also lives up in the top of the dome with the um, parliamentarian. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Look, there's somebody needs to bring a Ouija board to the floor of the Senate. We'll get this sorted out. So now they'll start telling on George Santos. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, some honesty in government. Yeah. Yeah. A Ouija right. board. <laughs> so there's been other stories that apparently like. There's some kind of thing where Nancy Pelosi is like quietly from behind the scenes leading the charge to keep Feinstein from retiring or whatever or resigning because Nancy Pelosi is trying to put her finger on the scale to get Adam Schiff to take her seat. Um, Governor Newsom said that if if Feinstein like vacates her seat, he's going to put a black woman in her place. Um, so like. Nancy Pelosi doesn't Nancy Pelosi wants Adam Schiff so that she can like continue on her legacy. So she it, it's been reported that Pelosi and her daughter are like the ones that are like pushing Feinstein to to not resign. Um I don't know what how much truth there is to that, but frankly, I don't care. I don't listeners, I don't think you care either. Let's just let's just let's just live in that moment for a moment. I hate it. I hate knowing that Nancy Pelosi's decrepit, toothless ass is the hand up the like dying puppet of Diane <laughs> Diane Feinstein's ass. I, I fucking hate it. It's puppets all the way down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like like Nancy Pelosi's daughter's hand is the is up her <laughs> ass puppet, so that she can have her hand up the ass of Diane Feinstein's puppet and. Quite frankly, puppets are creepy. This puppets are like, creepy. Marionettes, very creepy. Nancy is, Pelosi, creepy. <laughs> this is I like, kind of like the idea of a sinister villain like behind the scenes and not just idiots, but I think it might just be idiots. You know? Sinister villainous idiots, though. Like, that's the thing is like, 
you know, sometimes when people will tell me about like an interpersonal conflict that they're in, I'm like, okay, but is this a, is this an idiot or is this an asshole? And unfortunately these people are all both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, good luck, DiFi. You know, maybe, maybe I, th- I say she should run again. Six more years. Let's get a hunt. Let's get a centurion Senate Senator. Uh, and let's get some more puppeteers. Uh, Jim Henson, is he still around? No, he passed away, right? I don't. (gasps) Let's put Kermit in the Senate. Yes. Kermit the Senator here. All right. Uh, Uh, (laughs) I can't imagine the legislation that like Miss Piggy would push, push through. (laughs) All frogs must date me. (laughs) (laughs) Even the gay ones. (laughs) Anyways, we're dumb. Uh, let's move on. Uh, but actually- we are not senators, <laughs> and that is key. That is key. That's critical. And we're not assholes. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm a bit. I'm, I'm a bit. You know, I'm definitely an idiot. So, look, yeah. I, I'm so far on the side of idiot that it like it's like horseshoe theory. That I'm like- <laughs> you're like you're like more of a jackass than an okay. asshole. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're yeah. definitely a jackass. Yeah, for sure. Because I'm never. I'm very rarely like purposefully mean to anyone and i'm you know often like go out of my way to not be but uh i'm also like so fucked in the head that like inadvertently sometimes sometimes it just comes off that way you know yeah my heart is kind but my brain is stupid and we've come full circle back to idiot versus asshole and like you know here we are which one are you abby <laughs> she doesn't want to admit that she's neither. Okay, fine. Uh, I don't you're, think I'm either. No, you're sorry. brilliant and kind, and we we don't deserve your. Company. We're not worthy. We understand. I can be an asshole, but I I generally try not to be an asshole. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Some lady came up to the ice cream truck yesterday, and she was like, "Do you have anything that doesn't melt?" <laughs> and I was like, "What?" And I said it like that. And that's one of those moments where I was like, oh, inadvertently, I was just kind of an asshole. <laughs> like, I was like, what do you fucking say to me? <laughs> like, this is a- maybe she thought you had chips or something. <laughs> maybe. You know what? That is probably what she was thinking. But that's not what I was thinking. I did a very brief moment of calculus in my head of like, what kind of fucking ice cream doesn't melt? It's hot out. What are you trying to say? Yeah. So yeah. Did she think that you just like had other snacks, like that you were just a snack truck? See, here it is. I am such an idiot that sometimes I'm an asshole. Here we go. We did it. We did it folks. (laughs) This is what the string and the thumbtacks were for. (laughs) We're figuring things out here. We figured out the conspiracy. It's it's just that I'm very stupid. Um, so we have another update from a story we talked about last week or two weeks ago or something. Uh, we had talked about how in Serbia there were two mass shootings in a week and the president came out and was like, uh, okay, we can't have guns anymore. We're getting rid of the guns, which, you know, coming from a place where uh, it seems like every time we have a mass shooting, we just, everybody wakes up with an extra gun or something like it's, it's, it was nice to see somebody being like, let's take the most obvious step to try not to have this happen. And so they began like they're, they're doing like one month of amnesty for people to turn in guns that are illegal without like no questions asked or whatever. And in the first couple of days of it, they had 13,500 weapons turned in including several boxes of grenades. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, but like what I'm imagining <laughs> happened there, it was like some person like me, some like nervous ass person <laughs> who like can't say no to anything. So like accidentally ended up with a box of grenades and has been panicking for years. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what to do with these grenades. I don't want to sell them to someone that would set them off. I can't just throw them away. I can't tell the government because I'll get in trouble. I don't want to rat on anyone. Like, just spy. I'm just imagining <laughs> 13,500 people just fucking spiraling about some some weapon they they never even wanted to have in the first place. They're like, thank fuck I finally have somewhere to get rid of this thing. A few people did turn in like anti-aircraft missiles that they just had in their garage or whatever, too. Uh, it was mostly like rifles and guns and shit, but there were like, cause, cause there was some, I think it was, I don't fucking know. There was some war there in the region in like the nineties or something. So like people just had a bunch of weapons from that. And people were like, again, like I just got this rocket launcher. I don't know what to do with it. Here's the thing about me. Uh, if I had a box of grenades, I also wouldn't want them, but I would get rid of them in a very fun way. I'm like, okay, I'm going to take these out to the middle of the woods and I'm gonna fucking blow up a tree or something. Like you know, I pick one of the rude trees. Like you one would of the accidentally trees. blow yourself. That's how you would up. die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Look, that's why I can't have dangerous things. Uh, if I had grenades, I would blow them up. If I like ever came across any kind of wild animal, I would try and pet it and instantly be gored. Like I'm. Yeah. I can't be around. I need like safety around me at all like, times. I would just be staring at the box of grenades. Like, like, don't move. Don't move. They're they're all going to go off. I'm going to die in a freak accident. Like 13,000 people have just been freed from their own uh, their own imprisonment. Like imagine having a rocket launcher in your fucking garage. You're trying to put your little Honda Civic in there. You're like, fuck. I hope I don't accidentally like trip the trigger on this rocket launcher. That's why uh, they have the tennis balls hanging from the roof or the ceiling in the garage is because if you go past the tennis ball, you shoot a rocket launcher. Yeah. Don't want to bump the box of grenades. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's actually is how 9-11 happened. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking. Yeah. You know, never forget. We should have. They should have let a, they, if they had done amnesty and let the hijackers <laughs> just turn in the planes without any. <laughs> just showing up in a government building with a 747 like you uh, said no questions asked <laughs> i hijacked this plane i was gonna do something but i changed my mind just take it back i'm gonna go look it has been such a pain in the ass keeping this like storing this plane just take it it's just been take a real it. hassle yeah you know they do, that's one thing that they never talk about uh plane ownership is like where the fuck do you put it like <laughs> I think if you're rich enough to have a plane, you also are rich enough to have a hangar, like kind of like a horse. Like, <laughs> like if you're rich enough to have a horse, you are also rich enough to like keep it somewhere. This is our financial advice from, <laughs> from the worst we get this week. Uh, don't buy the horse if you can't afford the stable. <laughs> We're experts. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, let's move on here. So this week... Jim Brandon, Joe Biden, president of the United States of America, not my president, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, Joe Biden met with congressional leaders so that they could finally get down and make a deal on the debt ceiling. That's right. America doesn't have enough money to pay its bills next month, and nobody's really sure what to do about it. We all agree. America, she's just like me. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's the most relatable thing that a, the United States does is like yeah. ha- know that they need money next month and not be sure where it's coming from. If me and America talk about our finances, it's like, yes, can relate. But then like America starts talking about racism and I'm, I got to go. Yeah, that's where I check out as well. But yeah. I feel like honestly, like Joe Biden should have listened to us and not bought the horses before he could afford the stables, you know? Right. Look, this is sound <laughs> advice. Um, <laughs> so he met with uh, Biden met with like the Republicans from Congress and I guess the Democrats were there too. I don't know. And they all came out and said like, Hey, we're going to do something. We know we cannot default on our debt. So don't worry. Everything is going to be fine, but we don't know what we're going to do. So <laughs> one of the things that they proposed is they were like, maybe we should, uh, add r- work requirements to food stamps and Medicaid, which is insane. Um, it's also like we spend a trillion dollars a year on the military and they're like, what if we made sure people that can't afford food have to work? Like it's I think most people like already work. Like everybody who like works in Walmart qualifies for food. Oh yeah. No, I saw this headline that was like Walmart employees cost uh, the taxpayer $7.5 billion a year or something. it's like, that's not the employees. That's the company. Walmart cost American taxpayers that much money because they don't pay their employees enough to not qualify for fucking food stamps, which is like an absurdly low bar. It's like twelve thousand or fifteen thousand dollars a year is what you can make before you could cut off for food stamps. Like you, you have seven point five billion dollars worth of employees that make less than fifteen thousand dollars a year. That's on you, Walmart. Fuck you. Oh, I'm getting heated. Fuck you, Walmart. Yeah. Abby, you were, you, did you have more you wanted to say about uh, people like work, people receiving benefits, but were also working? Or was that? Oh, it's just crazy. Like, that's just my whole thing. Like, we're already subsidizing Walmart, like the Walton and other people like that. But we don't want to pay like the actual poor people who have like no food. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It also like things like this also really, turn me on my head because the reason why some of these social programs came to be um, was because they, they were put in place so that women whose husbands had like gone to war didn't have to go and get jobs. Yeah. Like it was literally created so that, so that the girlies could stay home. Yeah. And now they're like, oh, the some of somebody is maybe possibly at home. No, you get nothing. But like it Absolutely. was it was literally made like in its inception, it was made so that uh like st- stay-at-home wives who whose husbands were fighting in like World War II could continue to stay at home but also like feed themselves and their children. Well, I don't know if you saw this, Deanna, but there was also another tweet this week that uh, it was from some lady who said that she used to work at a soup kitchen. And she said that people that would visit for the the food that they gave out uh, were driving brand new cars and that her kids or that their kids had nicer shoes than her kids. So, like, clearly people that are getting food stamps are buying brand new cars. That's something that people believe. (laughs) So we should put them into mines. 
We should. <laughs> so, so this came about in the 1980s when um, the Reagan administration and some people inside of the Reagan administration, like, I don't know that it was the administration specifically, but I guess what I mean is the Reagan era. Um, they, this is where the narrative um, shifted from food stamps and like social assistance programs being for the benefit of like to benefit people maintaining a comfortable lifestyle without having to like go to work. Um, that's when the narrative shifted from that to like the hideous racial stereotype of like the welfare queen. Yeah. yeah. And like, that's where so much of this pernicious rhetoric comes from. And it's so fucking vile. It's vulgar. It makes me, it, it really just like, it's bad enough as, as a standalone, but then like the historical context just adds an additional <laughs> gut punch to like, why do we fucking hate why do we fucking hate the poor? Um, because if we're so much closer to them than billionaires and we're like, you know what? Uh, I don't want people that are doing a little less better, than, a little less well than me to even be in anywhere near my level of comfort, which is none. People that make like $50,000 a year are also fucking broke. Like, I don't know. It's, it's, you know, uh, an artificial caste system that we feel that we must maintain or else like we, well, I don't want to be like one of those people like that. I don't know. It, it also, it also drives me insane. Um, but I do have one piece of, uh, possibly good news, at least hopeful news, although it's hard to put too much hope into a politician, uh, in response to these like things coming out that they were going to add work requirements for food stamps or whatever, uh, Pennsylvania Senator John Fetterman, our only WWF se Senator, uh, he was like, I'm not fucking voting for that. So that's exciting. Now, when push comes to shove, if John Fetterman is the last vote uh, that would prevent the country from defaulting, I have my doubts that he would be like that he would stick to his morals just because that's not what politicians generally do. Um, but hopefully it's nice that somebody was at least like, nah, dude, fuck that. We're not cutting. We're not doing this. I mean, I saw another picture of John Fetterman just this week going somewhere, you know, he was like lined up there with five other senators and they all had suits on except John Fetterman had on his basketball shorts and a hoodie <laughs> and flip-flops like slides. So, you know, maybe he will hold on to his morals. He's, he, he's holding on to those, to those gym slides. I feel good about it. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Did, did you see what Trump said in response to all of that? No. He was like, how can you say you're going to run out of money? You guys can just make more money. <laughs> Okay, you really said that. I you hate, really did that. You guys just print more money. I hate <laughs> to say that, but I did also kind of think that. Like, <laughs> like I was like, wait, but like, don't you guys just like make the money? Like, don't you, do you just manufacture the money? Like, it's not backed by gold anymore. It's relative to nothing. I think like the the worst thing about Donald Trump is like every once in a while he's fucking right. Like, <laughs> like uh, yeah. I hate I hate it, but like uh, every once in a while he speaks for the people and the people want to know, don't you guys just like print the money? <laughs> <laughs> like dog just flip flip the machine on for like an extra half hour, just print it all out. Just it's let all it good. run. Just let it run for a few <laughs> more minutes, right? 
I'll donate. It's some, all made up anyway. I'll donate right. some extra ink if you if you're running out of ink. Like I I, I could probably afford that. What, how much does the ink cost? You got ink money? I, I you know what? Uh, yeah, actually, you, no. <laughs> it's cheaper to buy a whole new printer than it is to buy like one ink ink cartridge. Like I needed to print something. We have a printer, and I needed to print something, and there was like no no black ink in the cartridge, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna go buy a cartridge for this printer, and I was in Office Depot or whatever Staples, one of those, and literally like a new printer that comes with one, like a little starter ink cartridge was less expensive than just buying <laughs> the ink cartridge. And I was like, do I do a wasteful? Do I, what do I do here? Um, so in the end, what I did was a small time crime. Hell yeah. We love to see it. Buy folks. the printer, take out the little freebie ink cartridge, return the printer. Boom. Done. Ooh. <laughs> Free ink cartridge. There's a lot of steps in that plan, which means that I could never have pulled it off, but I'm impressed. And frankly, I want you on my team for whenever we do the heist for the trillion dollar coin. Like executive function to <laughs> make a frozen pizza at the end of my workday. Zero. None. Like one hour of shenanigans to get like to not spend $52 on an ink cartridge or $35 on a printer. <laughs> done got i have Think all about the, the dopamine you got that. from that oh yeah. man the brain chemicals were just mm, <laughs> out there hard to beat hard, to, hard beat. to beat um so good luck john fetterman uh hope you stick to it and uh while you're on while you're at it do something about ink man um okay so let's move on this week the ceo of open ai which is the company that owns chat gpt testified before Congress and urged them to establish establish some kind of regulations to avoid AI getting too powerful before lawmakers are able uh, before lawmakers are able to stop it. And he said, quote, if this technology goes wrong, it can go quite wrong. End quote. He was talking about how like you know, not just like things like disinformation and like, you know, using AI to like sow unrest, but also like the possibility that AI could just start piloting drones. Um, he was like, these things could all happen and you guys should do something to stop this from happening. Uh, however, he also said that his company plans to continue developing new products. <laughs> <laughs> So this is some like, I feel like this might be some like super, super villain origin story that he went before Congress and was like, you guys should try and stop me. And then he just like went back to work. <laughs> like He was like, so what I'm going to do next is uh, develop drones that can't be hacked by AI. And then I'm going to have to sell those to Congress. Like I'm going to sell those to the government to protect, uh, to protect us from my AI. This yeah. is what happens when we get the smart assholes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Printer scams is what happens when you get the stupid assholes. Look, if they can develop an AI that can <laughs> print never mind um yeah so if I, they can develop an ai that can defraud uh big box retailers it's <laughs> over for you host <laughs> so i don't know what to make of it i i look at ai the same way that i look at like 
um, cryptocurrency and NFTs. That's like, this is probably five years from now, either going to be nothing or going to kill us all. And I can't do anything about it either way. So I'm just checking out. Yeah. I don't have enough money to profit from it and I don't have enough power to change it. So I'll just be here looking at the box of grenades, hoping, (laughs) (laughs) hoping that shit doesn't blow the fuck up on accident. Yeah. So, uh, good luck to humanity. Hey, while we're on the subject of AI, um, you know, we, we talked a few weeks ago about the writer's strike that's currently happening. Uh, you know, the networks are starting to respond to this because, you know, they are anticipating this stretching out for quite some time. So the big networks have started announcing their fall lineups and most of them are including much more reality shows, uh, and like unscripted stuff and including ABC will just have a fully writerless fall schedule. It's just all like dancing with the stars, the bachelor, all that kind of shit. They're like, no, you know what? Fuck y'all. We're not going to pay you. We're just going to make the worst kind of TV in greater quantity. It's that's fine. Their plan for the next season is to just make people watch podcasts being recorded. (laughs) So nah, uh, you know what? That's the punishment. That's that's how they're going to punish America for the writers not uh, abandoning one another. Yeah, we. It's 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 like the the studios are really committed to not like paying writers. And uh, this week, Jimmy Fallon announced that he was going to stop paying the staff of of his show, which wait, what? I don't, I don't actually understand. Like, cause the, the, the late night shows are still going on. They're just, they don't have writers to like do jokes for them. Right. So they're still making the money that they had been making. And he's just not paying his staff. It feels like I, I, I don't really understand how this works, but it feels like, Crime? It feels like like they're punishing crew members to build animosity between crew and like uh, writing staff. Yeah, but you can't just withhold someone's paycheck and then demand well, they, that they've they... been placed on like not technically furlough, but like essentially like they call it. I think they called it like paid leave or or unpaid leave. Um, but they're not laid off because they don't want them to collect unemployment. They just put them, I don't know. They, so they're on unpaid leave. So they're not paying them, but they're also not working. Correct. Oh, okay. I thought you meant just like they would come to work and not get paid. I was like, uh, that can't happen. Well, I'm not, I'm not sure how it works because the, as far as I understand, they're still putting out the show each night, but I don't well, know. I think what's going on is like a lot of the other shows that their writers are striking and the people are still paying the rate. Mm. while they're striking. But Jimmy Fallon was like, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> mm. People didn't love him. Oh, so he's just not paying the writers, but it's not that or, he's like not paying the camera crew and oh, the like. Oh, okay. See, I see. Okay. I'm very stupid. I'm like, wow. how do you do that? Like, you got to pay the camera guy. <laughs> I, I was also very confused, but I'm going to blame you for that. That's fair. That's fair. Honestly, I am sowing confusion into this podcast. I might be an AI. Who knows? I'm a Russian bot. Um, I did also see uh, in a bit of good news in regard to the strike, uh, Drew Carey came out and said that he will pay for lunch for anybody with a WGA card at two different restaurants in LA for the entire duration of the strike. So it's cool whenever a millionaire is like, 
I'm going to side with the workers. You don't see that a lot. You don't see that a lot. So shout out to Drew Carey. You know what? I'll say it. Cleveland does rock. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> That's big for a Pittsburgh person to say that. I don't know if I don't know how much you know about the Pittsburgh Cleveland rivalry, Abby, but it it takes it's it, it takes a big man to acknowledge anything positive about Cleveland, even if it's just one guy who doesn't even live there anymore. I don't know how much anyone knows about me, but I endorse nothing, including the sentiment that Cleveland does rock. Okay, so that's a fifty percent endorsement from this podcast. <laughs> Anyways, uh, hey, let's talk about the end of the world. This week, the United Nations World Meteorological Organization said... Nope, meteorological. That's basic, basically what I said. It was, it was close. <laughs> the World Meteor Association said that it is like... <laughs> the meat gang said. The, the meat gang said... Uh, that it is very likely the Earth will cross the 1.5 degree threshold that they said we cannot cross within the next three to four years. Uh, now, we won't be like permanently over it. They're like, you know, our average temperatures will go up enough that we will like spike over that line uh, temporarily. And you know what? I think, <laughs> I think, you know, we, we talk about this sometimes, Abby, where they're like, Every time they put out a new report that's like, we have to act within five years. We have to act within three years. We, it's, it's like, we're not gonna. Why, like, <laughs> it's just, Why bother? It's just sad. You know, you're just trying to bum us out. Like, we get it. We're all going to die. We can't stop it. Why do you got to keep bringing it up? Like, <laughs> They're trying so hard. Scientists are trying so hard. And humans are just like, they don't give a shit at all. And it's, I mean, it's another case though of individual people giving a shit, but like individual people don't, don't have the capacity to make these changes. Like mm -hmm. the salon that I work in does a very like a salon specific recycling program that allows us to recycle so many things that could not be um, handled through municipal recycling. So it reduces our like waste output down to like basically one bag of of like landfill bound garbage per week because huh. everything else uh gets repurposed but like even like like even something like that isn't gonna move the needle as much as some like just like bloodthirsty corporation um making like 10 cents less per unit on a product that like in order to manufacture it in a more responsible way. Like it, it, there is no individual choices that are ever going to be able to offset the environmental cost of uh, corporate manufacturing. And that's fucked. You know, I feel like we should team up with Serbia. I feel like with one box of grenades, we could maybe change things a little bit more. Is it, is it a bad idea to, <laughs> you know, let you have grenades? Yes. That's a bad yeah. idea. We're going to do two weeks of amnesty. If you have, <laughs> if you have been poisoning the w local water sources, if you have been releasing toxic chemicals into the air, 
Uh, you, you can just, you can put all the records of that into a paper shredder and we're never going to ask about it. You can just bring them, bring them to your local congressman's office. Uh, they will shred them there and no one will ask you about it again. Norfolk Southern, I'm looking at you. Yeah. I'm looking at you. (laughs) If you have been hiding a derailed train in your garage for the last six months and you don't know what to do with it, (laughs) today's two weeks of amnesty. The EPA is suing them for like two or three hundred thousand dollars a day for every day they have to clean up for that. So they're going to pay a lot of money at least. <laughs> yeah, but like, I, I, like them paying a lot of money is is great. Like, yay, punish them. But at the same time, it's like them paying a lot of money doesn't undo. undo. Yeah, right. And like that's the thing is all of the like like it, companies are are making these irreversible choices and the penalty is, is sometimes money. Yeah. And I think the thing that really bothers me the most is that it's money from the company. I think the money should come. Like, I think the, like the, the CEOs of those companies should be the ones that have to fight like actual financial burden. Cause like, if you find Norfolk Southern a hundred million dollars, their CEO just, still gets paid the same like it doesn't Yeah, they have no liability at all yeah that's true like they have no individual liability but uh, like depending on the circumstances uh in those kinds of situations uh uh like often the board of directors will vote out uh the ceo that was at the helm leading the company in a situation where that like ultimately costs the business, uh, you know, a billion dollars. Yeah. So like ultimately that person might get fired and that's still not a suitable penalty, but like, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Fuck um, them. Maybe we could solve this. Like I said, with a box, box of grenades, but Hey, you know, while we're on the subject of the world ending, I want to stick to uh switch over to a story which may or may not be related. This week, new polling released by Gallup said that depression rates amongst Americans are the highest at levels they've been since they started keeping those records. I'm shocked. To, I, don't I don't believe know. it. Where, what do you think? That, where is this coming from? People are depressed all of a sudden? Like, what's wrong? Why? What's, have you tried, like, walking it off or something, America? <laughs> I, You know, I really don't have a lot to add here because for me, it's not all of a sudden. Like, <laughs> I've, I've been, like, fundamentally... I, I said yesterday on Twitter, I've been fundamentally sad since I was, like, nine years old. Like, Fuck it's not sudden. Same, actually. <laughs> yeah, I know. We've talked about it. Yeah, being a little kid that's depressed is fucked up. I hope it's not happening as much now. Like, I No, I yeah, probably- there definitely it is. Fuck. <laughs> Uh, but I think it's I, probably worse. I will say there are though, like more resources in schools for kids, mm-hmm. at least to some extent. Like I know, um, the, at the school where my sister teaches, there's like, uh, not, not just like, Oh, the, the school counselor. No, there's like a, a therapist who comes to the school and offers like resources for like kids with anxiety and, um, kids with other issues. So that's, that's something. It's nice that we have that. It's bad that we need it. That's yeah, yeah. And I, I, I'd be willing to bet that it is uh, severely underfunded, and a lot of schools don't have access to it. But oh yeah, yeah. They schedule the the counselor appointments before the active shooter drills. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
if we could just get ahead of the active shooters. <laughs> oh man, that's grim. Hey, uh, okay. We actually have some fun stories to talk about. We, we've we? a lot of heavy stuff, a lot of heavy stuff. Um, but let's, let's move on to something a little bit more light. Uh, this week, the university of South Carolina announced that they were ending an experiment that they've been doing where they were using electrical shocks to try to dissuade rats from craving the cocaine that the researchers had gotten them addicted to. Apparently they've been doing this experiment where they got a bunch of rats addicted to cocaine. And then they're like, what if we try and shock them every time they try and do cocaine? And like it came out that they were doing this study and people were like, what the fuck are you doing? And they're like, oh yeah, my bad, my bad, my bad. But like, what were they trying to get to? I think they were trying to see if using electrical shock therapy could like break addiction or whatever, which is, I guess in some ways, like, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know, understand enough about addiction. Like I know that there are, you know, there's a lot of different treatments that people try. I don't, I don't, I don't want to say that it's not without any merit, but like the, I feel like so much of science is just a couple people like, let's fuck with some rats. Like, <laughs> it's like, didn't they figure that out with like Pavlov like a long time ago? Yeah. Like, you can condition somebody. I don't even think they needed to use the rats. Yeah. Are they, so I'm wondering like, was this like, uh, like were they electrocuting them or were they administering like, I, like a I don't targeted know. treatment or something? Yeah. Like, like my psychiatrist's office does some weird shit with magnets where like they can like, do this thing and it helps change your brain waves. I've heard about like, that. And my friend told me that it, it got her to quit smoking. I've, I, if I had insurance, I would be looking into that shit. Um, like, I, sadly insurance like doesn't even really cover it. Like, fuck. uh, some of my clients have that also go to that practice have done it and they still had to like pay heavily out of pocket. Like they also offer ketamine treatments, but like insurance isn't covering that. So you have to pay like $750 a dose. And I'm like, can we just go ask the drag queens down, yeah. like down at I, bar name redacted because they will, uh, like, I think we could get it done for like a fraction of the cost. Yeah. Look, don't pay the, don't pay some doctor $750 for ketamine. I know a horse that'll sell it to you for like 20 bucks a hit tops. That's how um, it pays for its stable. <laughs> Uh, here's what I say. So they've suspended or they've canceled this study. They're not going to keep shocking these rats. I think they should go one step further. And I think they should give the rats unlimited cocaine for the rest of their lives. Like this is fucked up. You got a bunch of rats addicted to cocaine and now you're just going to write them off. Like, do you have any idea how hard it is for a rat to get coke in South Carolina? Do you know how long a rat would live with unlimited access to cocaine? Like five minutes. You exactly. You don't need to keep this going. Just let them go out the way they let them die doing what they loved. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Just put a rat on a mountain of cocaine and live stream it. No, I don't want to watch it. But then you've contaminated the mountain of cocaine. Great. Look, they they've probably got a lot of cocaine. I'm guessing. Like, there's anytime they're doing research like this and I'm basing this entirely off of seeing the movie half baked. There's just some room in the back with like pounds and pounds of this stuff, you know, mm, 
couldn't possibly. Okay. I'm, I'm revising what you said about like people just want to fuck with the rats. Mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes people are like, let's do a study on some drugs. So then it's okay for us to have these drugs. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We should have been scientists. Like, no, no, officer. You don't understand. I'm carrying, this cocaine this is, is for the rats at my, my lab. This is for my pet rat. I, I understand we're on, I understand that I'm at a party right now, but this cocaine, it's for the rats at my lab. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, while we're on wildlife stories or animal stories, uh, this week... <laughs> This week, a hundred bees stung some fucking LAPD volunteer. We love to see it. Bees are fucking comrades, dude. Yeah. Bees are here for the environment. Bees hate the cops. This guy, so this, I don't know what an LAPD volunteer is. He's an adult man who was like, I'll be a little boy scout for the cops. So fuck this guy so much in so many different ways. But the fact that like he showed up, he responded to his, like a report that there was a swarm of bees and just like got out of his car and walked up to it. He was asking to be stung. <laughs> like <laughs> we don't typically victim blame here. I mean, in the case of cops, I think it's morally correct, but even more so to be like, if somebody told me there was a bunch of bees the last thing I would do would be walk up to them. Like, <laughs> Why would you call the cops about bees? What are they going to do? Like shoot the bees? Like, I don't understand. I'm sure he was planning on it. Inject the bees with a vaccine. Okay, Deanna, we don't need to bring this back up. I, I was... <laughs> <laughs> Two months ago, we did a story about how they were trying to come up with some uh, vaccine for bees. And I told this story and I was like, how are they going to inject the bees? And then Deanna informed me that they wouldn't do it that way. <laughs> they just use gas. Like, I'm like, there's not somebody's job isn't like, I'm going to with my little bee needle. I really was picturing a tiny, tiny little bee needle. And uh, you know what? I'm not afraid to admit it. I'm fucking dumb. Uh, but yeah, yeah. The bees, they are our comrades. I also saw some story from January of this year that, oh, where the fuck did this happen? It was something in South America where there was like a big protest, like thousands of people in the streets and um, like a dozen cops got stung by bees or something. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I'm team bees. I'm for sure team bees. And uh, yeah, a cab to all cops are B targets. Yes. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got one more wildlife story. This one, possibly my favorite story of the week. Uh, this week, <laughs> there was a report that apparently uh, orcas have begun sinking boats off the Iberian oh, yeah. Peninsula in <laughs> Europe. So... Mother a, nature is healing. Yeah. There's a bunch of accounts from passengers on these boats that witnessed... Um, orcas coming up and slamming into the side of the boat. And they also witnessed that like at one point, a mother came up with her two calves and she was teaching them the best place to hit the side of the boat. Uh, so like, not only are they attacking boats, but they're like teaching the younger generation how to do it. So I could not see an exact number of how many times this has happened. Uh, but they, it, like it, it appears to be like at least a dozen or so since 2020. Like they are, they are coming for our boats and at least three of the boats have sank. 
but no one has died yet. Uh, however, I, I'm rooting for the orcas. At, I want there to be casualties, and here's why. They did not ask to be named killer whales. We called them that. And if they start taking lives, it's on us. If you say something about someone enough times, you know, it's, does it just become true? <laughs> they, we <laughs> willed killer whales into existence. We manifested it. <laughs> we put killer whales on our vision board and look, the checks come and do. <laughs> you know what's a, like a shame though, is that like, uh, like companies, it's like somehow this is going to go awry and then suddenly it's just going to be like, Anyone can kill a whale if it's near their near their boat. The sea, stand your ground seas. If there's a whale on oh. your boat property, you can kill it. Well, I'm glad that there's no whales near Serbia because I feel like I feel like people if you had a box of grenades on your boat and yeah. Okay. Well, now I'm sad. I don't want I don't Friends. want that. I don't, I don't want, want that. that. No, let's we're not team will whales. that into existence. We're gonna will the whale takeover. They're like free Willy. Fuck you. We'll free ourselves. Look, the human race has been fucking up this planet for far too long. I think it's time for the whales to have a shot. You know? Yeah. They don't like both. I for one am excited about orca overlords. Yeah. I'm I'm willing to work for a whale. Here's the thing. I also don't like boats. Like, I'm not going to try and sink one. But every time I'm on one, I'm like, man, this fucking sucks. So I'm like, the whales are just doing what is like, I'm already on board with this plan. Yeah. I think fucking with the sea is a big mistake. Like, <laughs> between the sea and outer space, like, I think the sea is way more terrifying and way more full of shit that can kill you. And I just think it's a bad idea to fuck with the sea. Remember when that goose tried to kill a plane? No. Look, yeah, what? I think that, isn't that what happened in that Captain Sully? <laughs> a single goose? <laughs> isn't that what that Captain Sully movie was about with Tom Hanks? Captain uh, Phillips? Captain, nope, nope. That was about That pirates. was about outer space. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, I thought it was about outer space. <laughs> no, whatever, Sully Sullenberger, the fucking pilot that had to land the plane in the Hudson River is because- Tom like, Hanks? yeah. Is because a goose like flew into the propeller or whatever or the turbine and the like the plane lost power. Look, okay, humans are land based animals. We keep trying to fuck with the sea, we keep trying to fuck with the skies, we keep trying to fuck with space. It's not our domain. And like if the animals wanna team up, if they wanna teach younger generations how to take us out of their space, they're right to do so. And time, honestly. Mad. Yeah. We just need some kind of space. We need Look, what if Elon Musk got fucked to death by an alien? All right, I'm like putting too many planes in place here. Elon um, Musk just tweeted the other day. Hey. All the tweet said was, I have a spaceship. So I hope he gets <laughs> fucked to death by an alien. <laughs> With a big giant whale dick. <laughs> Space whale. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm into this. I'm into this. Look, God, I don't ask for much. <laughs> but also, I just want to say... That I want the fucking to initially be consensual, and I just want the death to be an accident. I'm not I want, saying I want Elon Musk to get raped to death by an alien. I want him to go into the alien whale sex thinking, this is going to be so epic. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want him to be pre-writing his, like, 
post fuck tweets. And it'll say from space at the end instead of from Earth. Yeah. <laughs> I want him to be writing the tweet. Like, I want them to look in Elon Musk's drafts. And <laughs> there's all the tweets about what he was going to say about how awesome fucking um, the alien was. And then, but instead he died. Yeah. One can only hope. <laughs> Uh, Once well, again, <laughs> tweeting from <laughs> I can't make a frozen pizza. <laughs> so that's it for our wildlife stories. Uh, we do have one more fun one, though. Uh, or actually, you know what? This isn't fun. It is an atrocity. And it has given me um, more and more belief that America as a country is dying. This week, Oscar Mayer announced that they are changing the name of the Wienermobile. Like, the, they're changing it to the Frank Mobile. Look, okay, this is fucked up. It's a fucking Wiener Mobile. It's been the Wiener Mobile since 1936. I don't think that as a company in 2023, it's good for business to drive around a Wiener Mobile trying to delight children. It was never good, and it, they made it work. Look. <laughs> The woke mob is canceling the Wienermobile. <laughs> That's what it is. They are bucking the pressure. Um, <laughs> Who is pressuring them? I don't know. Probably Ron DeSantis. Who DeSantis stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we cannot teach our children about Wienermobiles anymore. <laughs> like, they banned. They burned all the books about the Wienermobile in Florida or something. I don't. Yeah. Now know. when the when the Wienermobile breaks down, there's no um, owner's manual because they burned it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, but like the Frank Mobile yeah, isn't even the, a good. Name. It's not good. No, no. Like at least call it the the hot hot dog hot rod or something. I don't fucking know. Like why Frank Mobile? But it's boring. It's 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 crap. I don't like it. And yeah. uh, I, I say it's time we take our country back. <laughs> I'm going to do January 6th at Oscar Mayer's headquarters. <laughs> First, they came for the hot dogs, but I was not a hot dog. <laughs> First, they came for the mimes and the mimes said nothing. That doesn't... <laughs> I'm so mad at you. I'm so I gotta mad. go. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Fuckins. I had fun. Nah, uh, I liked it. I liked right. it. I'm a corny ass bitch. I liked it. All right. All right. Um. So, okay. We got a couple more stories here. Uh, this week, a former R Rudy Giuliani staffer uh, filed a lawsuit against him for sexual assault. Now, she says, she alleges that he frequently pressured her to perform sex acts on him. Uh, specifically, and uh, she mentioned that he kept trying to get get his staffer to perform oral sex while he was on the phone with Donald Trump. Um, very specific detail, which is horrifying and very believable. Um, he also allegedly went on a bunch of drunken rants around her, which included homophobic, racist, and anti-Semitic remarks, um, which I'm just now noticing auto-corrected to antiseptic uh, in my notes. <laughs> but yeah, he went on these like racist tirades and she just pulled out her phone and recorded them. So there are recordings of this. She has not released yet, um, but that's very exciting that we can 
you know, something to look forward to. Um, in a maybe not look forward. I don't know what I'm trying to I say. I look forward to him being penalized for whatever yeah, the fuck yeah, yeah, he yeah. said. Um, so she also, in her duties as one of his staffers, she had access to his email. So, like, she was the one that would actually send the emails for him. And apparently, something she alleges is that she saw emails where he was corresponding to people that had done crimes where he was trying to sell pardons to them for two for two million dollars that he would allegedly split with Donald Trump. So what? <laughs> America's I would sell pardons. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, great grift if you can pull it off. Uh, I mean, honestly, the church wild, the church did that way back in the day. Insane thing to have paper record of, <laughs> like. <laughs> I'm I'm not saying that I wouldn't you know that like I get it but for that to be traceable dog what is fucking wrong with you like how do you have a paper trail of that right <laughs> even I knew to buy that printer I was going to return with cash <laughs> fuck <laughs> it's wild how like the biggest criminals are like the worst at crime like I <laughs> So I'm I'm hoping obviously that this uh, this staffer gets justice this former staffer, um, but yeah like goddamn release the tapes like release the evidence like we I feel like Donald Trump will never go to jail but I feel like we might be able to get Rudy, and that would be pretty fun the st- the guy that did stop and frisk throw him in jail like come on yeah come on yeah now I'm starting to think that the frisking wasn't really about. There's like that fucking thing backpedal, from, backpedal. <laughs> that thing from the fucking Borat movie where he was like trying to like feel up a teen what he thought to be a teenager. Like this dude is a fucking sex criminal. Like there's proof. There's lots of there's lots of evidence. It, it just come on, come on. What? Somebody throw this money. Judge Judy, put Rudy and Giuliani in jail. Is Judge is Judge Judy. Uh, does she have the the? Authority for that? I don't know how anything works. <laughs> Judge Judy, make Rudy Giuliani say he's sorry <laughs> and give give this woman three hubcaps. <laughs> I feel like that's I feel like that's the kind of shit uh, that Judge Judy is authorized to do. Like I remand you to apologize. You know what? Wouldn't be the worst thing. No, it, it it's it's not enough. It's not enough. Um, okay, we've got one more sad thing to talk about, and then we're gonna close with uh some really great news. So uh this week Ron DeSantis finally signed into law their states like uh, basically like total ban on gender affirming care. Or ge- like I, I didn't write down all the details of it, but like it's like, you know, nobody can use bathrooms that don't correspond with their gender identity at birth. Um you know, it's it, it's just, you know, full-blown state-sponsored discrimination against trans people. And uh, it's also rumored that Ron DeSantis is going to announce his presidential run next week. So, you know, really want to really want to get that taken care of before he announces. Uh, this motherfucker is doing so much awful shit. Like, he's been fighting with Disney for the last couple months or whatever. And this week, Disney was like, all right, well, we were going to build a billion dollar office 
project in your state. And now we're just not going to like you're, you're trying too hard to be this like fucking kingpin of Florida. He wants to make America, Florida, by the way, which is like, look, man, insane. I don't think that's going to work. Uh, but yeah, then I saw some story that apparently some nonprofit has been paying for his travel, which at least as a candidate for president, you're not allowed to do that. But he did uh, also get the Florida legislature to pass some law that his travel can't be reported on or something like that. Like, I, it's insane the shit that he's trying to do to, like, set him up self up with this like fail safe like i can do anything i want right in a run for presidency and he's still going to lose to donald trump <laughs> like like the the lengths he is going to to do this like evil plan to become president and the fact that if they're ever on a debate stage donald trump is probably just gonna call him gay and win like it's fucking wild i can't i it's disgusting like there's Sometimes I look at the things that are happening in America and I can follow a traceable path of like, how did we get here? Like when I think about like institutional racism, I'm like, Mm -hmm. how did we get here? And I can follow that along. But when I think about like a future possibility wherein Donald Trump, uh, known, known rapist and offender of multiple in multiple ways could be on a a debate stage with a vehement transphobe who uh, wants to do a fascism and defeat him by calling him, uh, you know, a a name, any Mm -hmm. name. I, I, how the fuck did we get here? We were always there. Come on now. (laughs) Yeah, I guess we just didn't see it as much. I think. Maybe. Ironically, the people who believe most in God are the ones who are bringing us to hell. Yay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess they're like this use this this is actually the underpinning of everything. It just used to be more disguised. Yeah. 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 Um yeah, I don't this know. This is the bad place. This is the bad like, place. Like when you were kids on the news, you never heard about like Florida. <laughs> Or like anything else, unless it was like a gator eating somebody. And now we see like everything by the minute. Yeah, that's true. I guess I, I, there was not like legislative updates. I think it's like one of those things where like nobody wants to fix anything. And the Democrats don't even want to change anything. They want to like hold on to this fucking delusional belief that if we just keep things the way they are, everything will be kind of okay, which is not true. And it's also like impossible. You can't change the future. You can't stop the future from happening and conditions from changing. But Republicans, on the other hand, they're not saying everything will be fine. They're saying we're going to do something. And that appeals to people because they're like, okay, well, uh, yeah, if they're going to do something, that's better than doing nothing. But like the something that they're doing is like, we're going to like Get, we're going to make it so that you don't ever have to see a gay person or something. Oh, that's another thing is that like at least two of uh, cities in Florida have canceled all their pride events for June uh, for next month. And, you know, I hear a lot that uh, or it's like a common phrase that people say the first pride was a riot. And like they 
theoretically could be like some nasty shit going down. If people try to do a pride event in Florida, they are going to be breaking the law to do so. And it, you know, it'll be very interesting to see. I'm, you know, we'll keep an eye out for like, I'm sure there's going to have to be bail funds and shit. Um, if people try to do pride against the state's will, it's, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm worried. Uh, I don't know how it's going to turn out and I don't like it. I don't like it either. Um, yeah, I, I, for like a brief and fleeting moment, I was like, oh, did they cancel them? Because like so many people in Florida are so terrible that they were like, we don't want to endanger, like endanger the LGBTQ community by like having them just all gathered together in one place. And then I was like, oh yeah, no, wait, wait, wrong, backwards. We're doing a hate. They are doing a hate. Yeah, no, it's because the, the it organizers like, will be guilty of me, like treason. It took me a second. I was like, is this? And then I was like, oh wait, no, it's a hate. Like, honestly, when you said they're all going to be together in one place, my heart, like, started, like, pounding. Yeah. I just, yeah. oh, my. <laughs> no. Many mass shooting events in the last week. That's, well, like, that's what I mean. It's like, is, like, like, was it like, okay, well, we should just cancel this because, like, some, like, homophobe, transphobe, whack job is going to come here and do evil. And honestly, I hate thinking about that. I agree. I agree. Um, but yeah, so it'll be interesting to see um, if people, because like I mean, people, they can't organize it. Because like if you organize a pride event, like you're breaking the law, like the in the state will for fucking sure come after any organizers. But like, I imagine people might just show up and do it anyway. I don't know. I'm, I'm uh, I'll keep. I, I don't know what to say about it, but I'm sure there are brave like brave people out there who are gonna like try to stand their ground sure yeah yeah um i mean they are floridians after all yeah they will be out there on a rainbow alligator and holding a shotgun and we we salute them yeah um okay okay so as i said i promised jins that we would end with a bit of good news and i'm gonna need you to bear with me here because this isn't gonna sound like a good news story at first but i promise i promise it has a happy ending so this week, Wichita anti-abortion activist Mark Geitzen finally got to achieve his dream. This 69-year-old Republican was at the forefront of efforts in Kansas uh, to add an amendment to the state constitution banning abortion. Uh, this was on the ballot in 2022, and it ultimately failed to pass. But uh, Mr. Geitzen had invested over $120,000 of his own money trying to get this anti-abortion. I think it was just like a full-out ban of abortion. Gross. Uh, in the state constitution. He spent $120,000 of his own money, which set him back considerably. This is not a multi-billionaire or anything. Um, he had, uh, in order to put all this money into the campaign, he had to pause his work, um, on restoring a 1963 Cessna airplane that he had been working on for 15 years. He had to put that on hold. Um, but he was finally able to, now that, you know, the campaign is over, he was finally able to finish and he got the plane working. And this week he took that baby up in the sky and 
immediately crashed and he died. Oh, good. <laughs> I was like, where? I was lost and found so many times in that story. I was like, what? I mean, best possible outcome, I guess, he, given the circumstances. You, I he flew you, off to the big, the big hangar in hell. He, he sky aborted himself. <laughs> he was giving all these interviews about his plane. He's like, I really want to get this thing finished, but I gotta fight for this anti-abortion. <laughs> Maybe there is a God. <laughs> I mean, I think like, I think bad people, uh, you know, they just invite this shit on themselves. They're bad people. They're bad at things. Uh, like he, not only was he unsuccessful with his anti-abortion actions, but he was also unsuccessful with the plane. <laughs> like, how does it feel to like, how does it feel to suck that bad? Like, sometimes <laughs> I think that I, like, I think I'm a fuck up sometimes. And then I think about like something like Elon Musk, Elon Musk. Losing. Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Elon bust, uh, Elon Musk losing like $45 billion on Twitter. And I'm just like, you know what? I have never fucked anything up that badly. <laughs> like I have never tried as so hard. Like that guy with uh, his $120,000 and his plane, he was trying so hard and he was <laughs> such a fuck up. <laughs> like I, I do moderately okay at most things I try like really hard at. Not these guys. No. Not these guys. What do you think the last thing that went through his head was as the plane was going down? <laughs> Man, I maybe should have focused on this a little more. <laughs> like he wished he had a parachute. Maybe he wished he had a GoPro. I bet he thought he was going to live. Like he was like, it's going to crash, but I will stand victorious on the burning ruins. Like who the fuck knows? Who knows? Like God will save me. Probably. Yeah. He was like, probably, yeah. His last thought was probably like some kind of prayer. Like he was probably just praying. Yeah. And, uh, well, thoughts and prayers. They don't work, I guess. I don't <laughs> fucking know. Uh, but yeah, I just, like I said, I saw that story and I was like, oh man, it, it, you very, very rarely see some of the worst people uh, destroyed by their own hubris. It, often they are set back, but very rarely <laughs> does their life come to an end because they literally flew too close to the sun. Um, and uh, you just, you love to see it. You love to see Once it. Once again, landbound creatures. <laughs> Stop. Don't fuck with the sky. Don't fuck with the sea. Don't fuck with space. Ooh, I wonder if there was any birds involved. We will look, we're not making any accusations. I'm Maybe just... the plane crashed because he got stung by a bee. Maybe the, <laughs> you know what? We're back to the string and the thumbtacks. I think the bees were behind this. I'm putting it all together once again. Hell yeah. I like to just round up the pieces and then carry them in a Ziploc bag. <laughs> they were working with the goose from the, from the other plane. Yeah. If only Tom Hanks had been there. 
Um, well, Abby, thank you so much for coming and hanging out. This was really fun. Um, where would you like folks to find you? Nowhere. <laughs> that is correct. Don't even on, look for me. <laughs> are you on Blue Sky yet? That's usually my my answer. No, don't tell him if you are because he's just trying to scam you for a code. I already am set to get a code, okay? Somebody said, I need Gravy to be on this app. You're getting my next code. And I was like, thank you. So I'm good. I'm covered. <laughs> I am on Blue Sky. I do not have any codes yet. I'm just- it's, it's okay. not that great over there. <laughs> yeah, it's because I'm not posting ice cream truck updates on the blue sky. We need we need more shit posters. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'll be there soon. Don't worry. Um, well, if you don't find Abby, but she's a great follow if you do. Um, Deanna, how about you, buddy? Uh, I also, you know, prefer not to be perceived. <laughs> but as long as you promise not to form an opinion about me, mm. you can follow me on Twitter at DDDDeanna. That's four D's E-A-N-N-A. Uh, I mostly tweet about playing Skyrim and playing Zelda and being sad. <laughs> you can find me at Andrew Hillary US. You can find the show at Worst Week Yet. You can support the show by going to patreon.com slash worst week yet. And more important than all that bullshit. <gasps> Tune in again next week for more bad news.